What's going on, Seinfeld fans? This is But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. My name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. And you're probably wondering, hey, this is your first ever episode, guys. Good on you. Well, um, yeah, it is. But uh, we wanted to kind of, uh, I guess, share something with you regarding this episode and, I guess, earlier episodes of our pod. That's right. We started this podcast in March 2017. Uh, it was both of our first venture into uh, the land of podcasting. And uh, if you go on to listen to this episode and maybe the first four or five episodes, you probably notice that we're a bit nervous, a bit awkward. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think there's a bit, uh, like a bit of audio problems or a few audio issues as well yeah. at the start. So we apologize about that. That's right. Uh, but the, the point of us making this little introduction and adding it, uh, we're recording in September 2018. Uh, well, we've been going for a year and a half. And uh, if you decide to listen to later episodes, I think you'll notice that we've gotten a lot better. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, we've really grown and, you know, you know we've added different things to the podcast. And, and, and we feel that you know, episode one, we, we thought that because the Soup Nazi was such a significant secondary character, we thought, you know what, well, we wanted to give the guy some justice. So that's why we thought we'd just do this little intro and uh, before you listen to episode one. And hopefully if you like it, if you do, uh, hopefully you can listen to later episodes too. Yeah, that's right. So if you listen to uh, the Soup Nazi or, again, the first four, sort of four or five episodes and uh, you notice that we are a bit awkward or a bit nervous or you just don't really, doesn't really capture you, um, we implore you to listen to later episodes because we think uh, we've gotten a lot better and uh, we think that you'll think that too. Yeah. So anyway, hopefully you enjoy this one and uh, stick with us. And uh, here it is, episode one of Bass, the first one ever, The Soup Nazi. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of our new Seinfeld podcast, But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. Ah, oh, Stephen, you're wearing your puffy shirt. I am. <laughs> yes, it's very puffy. There's yeah. no more room in the room. Yeah. Yep. And in case you're wondering, yes, this is a Seinfeld podcast. And mm. uh, my name's Ivan. My name's Stephen. Yeah, and we're massive Seinfeld fans, Stephen and I. And uh, this podcast is something we've been wanting to do for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> For a couple of months now, I think we've been chatting about it and throwing around ideas yeah, um, and formulating on how to do it. And we're finally doing it. So it's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, it's really good. And uh, yeah, it's great because, you know, like for me, I'm a huge Seinfeld fan. Mm. And, you know, doing a show like this mm. is just fab. Yeah. It's really good. It's good to, 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 yeah, to sort of make it, make it a good reason to nerd out on something that, that I love. Yeah. Because um, most of my, my friends and family get bored of conversations about <laughs> pop culture um, so it's good to do it in a in a more concise, you know, official capacity. It's but, awesome. Yeah, but who talks to each other these days? I mean, true, true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and um, nice, nice yeah. observation there, Ivan. Indeed, yeah. Stephen. Indeed. Yeah. And unlike other Seinfeld podcasts, you may have heard of a podcast about nothing or Seincast yeah. or one yeah. of those kind of ones. This one, our one, is going to be a bit different. We're actually unlike dissecting like others who dissect like episodes yeah that seems to be the typical format for pretty much every show it's just a chronological analysis or or just rundown of 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 each episode yeah yeah i mean you've probably heard of them all but unlike that we're actually going to have a special focus on the uh, the more minor and secondary characters at the show so Mm, mm. you know the ones which you've probably seen and like oh i love that guest character yeah you know i watched that episode the other day and that guy or girl was in it you know yeah the unsung heroes yeah yeah because for me it's not just the main characters that do it it's Mm. the side characters totally the side characters really have to 
you know, do something. They do something special. Yeah. 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 They're only on the show for a small amount of time, sometimes only for an episode or half an episode. Yeah. So, they, yeah, they've got to be really memorable. The scripts have got to be great. The characters have got to be really well written. Um, yeah. So we're focusing on those guys um, and girls. Yeah, yeah, lots of girls. Yeah, yeah lots of girls. Yeah, good. yeah, <laughs> a good, a good series we're going to have. Totally. Sorry, my, my voice is a bit funny. It's a bit, a bit dry. That's all right. <laughs> Not a good right. start for the first episode. That's all right. Drink some water. Yeah. You'll be fine. We'll iron out the kinks as we go. I'm sure there'll be many. So <laughs> yeah, there's going to yeah. be heaps. Yeah, but, yeah. So this podcast is it's aimed for like Seinfeld fans, like hardcore, or even the casual Seinfeld fan. You know, like one who might watch an episode once in a while. Yeah. Uh, if you're new to Seinfeld, we're not going to really focus too much on the main four characters, mm. you know, Jerry, Elaine, Kramer, and George, because you know, if you're a huge fan, you already know who they are. Yeah. So we're not going to really go into their I think, psyches. I think such. there's enough, you know, podcasts and just general knowledge and discussion around those people anyway. So, yeah, that's why we decided to, to delve into the, the less talked about or the less known known characters. Mm. Yeah. Obviously, they'll come up in conversation because they're, you know, they're, they're part of the plot. They interact with the secondary characters, but they won't be our focal points. No, definitely. But uh, it'll be very good nonetheless. And mm. uh, yeah, we're looking forward. To but what we're doing as well is we're not just, we're not going to go in chronological order. Mm. Uh, we're just going to do like a notable episode with a notable guest character or two. Yeah. We'll kind of pick it at random, I guess. Yeah, at random. Yeah. 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 Yep. So we'll jump from season to season. Yep. And if you tune into our Facebook page and Twitter pages, we'll uh, put that up. <laughs> you know, later on, also our WordPress, which yeah. we're going to have as well. Yeah, uh, yep. you can listen to the podcast anytime, mm. even on iTunes. Mm. We're going to have all that info there. Yeah, and, uh, Google Play, all the normal, yeah, normal, uh, normal avenues and channels, oh, so to speak. Believe, yeah, I can't believe we're finally doing this. Yeah, it's it's talk. a cool feeling. Yeah. It's, it's good to chat about it. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Hopefully, people will want to listen to it. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. And if yeah. you are listening, thank yeah. you. Yeah, cheers. Pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Yes. Yes. So anyway, about well, I'll talk about me and Seinfeld because mm. it's the first episode, Stephen, and you know we kind of really need to tell people what we're like. Yeah, you know? give it give how, give how Seinfeld affects us exactly, and 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 also introduce who who we are a bit and give ourselves a bit of context and why we're doing it. So yeah, go for it. Yeah, so for me, I started watching Seinfeld when I was about nine or ten mm. uh, with my dad. And I never really understood the show too mm. much. Like the jokes were a bit, you know, for a ten-year-old who mm. who understands most of the jokes. But yeah. As I was getting older, I, uh, when I was about 21, 22, I watched the whole series mm. and I really appreciated the show. Like, mm. I really understood, like, the jokes and, the, yeah. you know, the characters and the psyche of, like, characters like George. You mm. know, George is just a pathological liar, psychopath. <laughs> yep. You know, he's just real, he's yeah. insane. Yeah, and I, you he's know, certifiable. He's certifiably insane. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you really, you really love these characters mm. and it's really, yeah, you just really get a good idea of them and yeah. I really... I enjoyed watching them from seasons one to nine, mm. and I, I've done that twice already. I've already watched the series twice. Yep. So it's been uh, it's been a good ride, and yeah, I've been a huge Seinfeld fan ever since. And I uh, try and get to watch an episode when I can, and I'm and I'm glad now we're doing the podcast. I get to do it more often. So totally, it's, it's good. a good excuse. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what about you? Uh, I think I started watching Seinfeld around the same time. Um, I was aware of it probably from my mother. She was a big fan. Um, like you, a lot of the jokes sort of went over my head. Uh, you know, not that they're overly highbrow or overly intellectual, but they're not just, you know, easy to laugh at jokes. They require a bit of thinking and obviously it's a bit of analysis on human behavior and society. Um, and the fact that it was about nothing as opposed yeah. to typical sitcom storylines. Which was quite radical for the time because, totally, you know, usually yeah. there's like a plot or, yeah, or something. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's why it was so popular, not just because it's well-written and it's hilarious, uh, but because... 
it was completely different to to the 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 overdone you know 80s and 90s family friendly wholesome middle class white people sitcom formula it was they're white and middle class but they're all basically terrible people and you know they're they're talking about the excruciating minutiae of life so to you know that's a quote from 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 the episode so i'll just give myself a plug there um yeah and i think that's why it stood out i think that's why it stood out to me early on too because i'm always attracted to things that are a bit different um to the to the status quo of whatever context it's in um yeah and it's just it's so rewatchable too it's hilarious it doesn't get old yeah yeah and the creator of the show larry david he had this Mm. philosophy of no hugging, no learning for his characters. So, like, okay. you know how you might have, like, a sitcom where, for example, there's, like, a plot and then, yeah. you know, the family member might rekindle with another family member and they'll yeah. resolve and they'll hug. And, they, they've learned something. Know, they're better people at they're the end. People, but, they're probably yeah. worse people at the end of every Seinfeld episode. Yeah, Larry David. Will, yeah. It's like the finale, you know, when they're yeah. all caught and mm. all the characters, you know, the amount of lives they've ruined, mm. you know, the people's livelihoods that they've shut. They've, yeah. I mean, people like Babu, they've seen yeah. that pakistan yeah because his visa papers were late in that episode yeah you know what i mean like people's lives and even one of the characters who we're going to talk about and who's the main focus of today you know you know yeah through through the through the selfishness and the vindictiveness Mm. of the characters you know they just ruined this person's life it's not intentional i don't think they're evil people they don't set out to ruin lives but just through carelessness and and not not giving a crap basically (laughs) they um yeah they just they they leave a wake of destruction a wake of human destruction yeah yeah and um yeah there's a lot of casualties along the way yeah and in case you're wondering we are in australia yeah uh yeah a lot of these podcasts of seinfeld are from the united states so you know at least it's nice something different we've got a nicer aussie flair to the show so fair dinkum uh, totally fair dinkum mate straight yeah indeed yeah so yeah it's good to get a nice aussie seinfeld podcast so if you are a seinfeld fan yeah hello and you're in you're in australia or even around the world hello yeah yes g'day G'day. and hopefully hopefully you can understand us hopefully it's not too uh, too aussie for us to um you know for you to understand so i'm yeah. sure they've got aussie translators in the u.s true, I'm sure true. They could figure something out true <laughs> so to kick off but i don't want to be a secondary character yeah first episode episode one episode one fantastic totally very and, exciting yes and we're going to go into quite possibly one of the best major characters to ever grace the show mm. and Stephen, if i don't say so myself i reckon probably one of the best secondary characters to ever grace any tv show in history totally i even, think so yeah i would agree even if you don't think it's uh one of the one of the best certainly one of the most memorable absolutely um someone who's transcended seinfeld fandom into just popular culture uh become part of the popular sort of vernacular and lexicon um yeah and uh that person is uh, before i do say ah, okay Stephen, sorry getting a bit I ahead say, of, getting a bit excited a bit ahead of myself sorry so, did you want bread you want bread? Yes. Three dollars. Uh, it's the soup Nazi. It is. Yes. Hey. Yes. Season seven, episode six, production code seven zero six. Yes. And because we are a show about Seinfeld secondary characters, we're going to be analysing the soup Nazi. Yeah. And you know, building like uh, we're talking about possibly his or- possible origins, like mm-hmm. hypoth- hypothesizing, you know, why he's in America and why he became who he is you know yeah. why you set up the soup business yeah and just you know? just just a just a um i guess a, a side note this isn't official canon this is sort of our theories i guess or yes. just ideas based on you know our own our own thoughts it's just considerations you know if this person was real why why are they are the way they are so don't take it as official canon or official 
um, you know, we're not an authority in, in that in that sense. We're just huge nerds. Yeah, we're just we're just throwing around really nerdy ideas because we've discussed the actual episode, so we may as well discuss the stuff, the made up stuff in our head, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's get straight into it. Oh, and before before we do go on, mm. I just want to say that um, with the Soup Nazi, we'll also talk a little bit about uh, Jerry's I like to call episode girlfriend mm. Sheila. Yes. So Schmoopy. Schmoopy. Oh, you're Schmoopy. Oh no, you're Schmoopy. No, you're Schmoopy. No. no you're uh, Okay, we're both schmoopy. Yeah, we're both schmoopy. Yeah. Hi, schmoopy. Yeah, the listeners are schmoopy. You're all schmoopy. Yeah. yeah. We love you, schmoopy. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> That's enough of that. So, uh, the episode The Soup Nazi, Season 7, Episode 6, originally aired in the United States on November 2nd, 1995. Mm-hmm. And The Soup Nazi is the nickname of the uh, eponymous character, Yev Kasim, mm. played by Larry Thomas, possibly from the Middle East, perhaps Turkey, I'm guessing. Yeah. His I- character. Like the actor himself, Larry Thomas, is American. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was based off a real life, uh, I guess you'd say, soup Nazi. Yeah, Nazi. He, he was. So a um, bit of background on that. So the 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 epi- he was famous in New York. He had a soup, uh, a, a soup store like in the episode. And uh, the writer, his name is Spike Ferriston. He was an unknown writer at the time. Yeah, it was his first episode he wrote for Seinfeld. Yeah. And yep. he was sort of thrown a bone at the end of the episode, uh, at the end of the season, I guess. Um, and he, I think he pitched the idea to write an episode around this guy and they, they sort of went with it um, and it turned out to be arguably one of the most, if not the most well-known Seinfeld episode yeah. ever. Definitely my top 10 as Def- well. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. It's just, yeah. We, we watched it a bunch in the last few weeks and it's still as hilarious as oh, when we so first good. watched it. So, so good. good. As I said, totally rewatchable. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't get old. So um, There's no kissing in my line. Yeah. We can kiss wherever we want. Yeah. yeah. Do I know you? <laughs> oh, I'd never do that to my girlfriend. No, no. Well, uh, you haven't tried his soup, so. Oh, no. That might be yeah, 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 exactly. Yes. You know, that yeah. might change things for you. Hopefully it doesn't, though. Yikes. Yeah. It's got to be jambalaya. Jambalaya. You've got to be hearing a lot of these kind of lines, catchphrases. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, if if you're I a fan. Love, yeah, I love spurting him out. Totally. Um, it, I guess it imitates real life because half of my conversation in my in my personal life is either Simpsons or Seinfeld quotes. Yeah. So naturally it's going to creep into here. Yeah. So if you're a fan, you'll know what we're talking about. If not, you'll think we're talking rubbish, but yep. either is fine. But mostly hardcore Seinfeld nuts fans will be listening to us anyway. So Ho- uh, Hopefully. Good on you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever you are around the world. Indeed. Awesome. So just a brief synopsis of the episode before we do get into the soup Nazi. Mm. Um, so Jerry, Elaine and George, they patronize a new soup stand Kramer's, Kramer's been praising. Uh, it's the owner, owner, Yev, also known as the soup Nazi, um, is... He's known as the Soup Nazi due to his like temperament and insistence on a strict manner of behaviour when ordering. So, mm. you know, he gets the customers to stand rudimentary in line. Yeah. Kind of like militant in a way. Yeah, he yeah. is. He's, he's very... Everything's very structured. The ordering process, his conversation, everything. It's very transactional, very cold, very impersonal and very ordered. Orderly. Orderly. <laughs> I, I love the bit... Not to get too much into the... You know, because we're not, not going to dissect an episode. No, that's no, no. Done no, no. A dozen times. No, no, but we need to give it some context. Oh, we do. Yeah. I, I, love the, I love the part where George, you know, goes in and he orders and then mm. Jerry gives him all these strict warnings before he yeah. goes in and then George... He goes, but that guy has bread. I yep. don't have any bread. Yep. And he goes... You want bread? You want bread? 
two dollars. Two dollars. No, it's three dollars. <laughs> no, it, initially it's oh, no, two dollars. Two dollars, and you get yeah, that, yes, that guy got free bread. I, yeah. 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 Three dollars. Three dollars. Yeah, he ups the price yeah. because he complains that he didn't get free bread. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's like nozzle for you. Yeah. And one quick motion. Yeah. It's a soup that the lady grabs the soup and he gives his money back. Yeah. To him, like, so obviously, like, obviously they've done that many, many times because um, it's it's a well-oiled machine. The, <laughs> yeah. the the purchasing and the refund process and the ejection process is all is all. Yeah, very, very well, very tight. That's crazy. Yeah, so he, <laughs> he, yeah, he knows what to do. He, he knows how to run his. He runs it a very tight ship. He does know what to do, and his famous catchphrase "No soup for you" is used when customers fail to meet his protocol of ordering, like we mentioned before. Mm, mm. So yeah, very, very strict way of I don't know running running a place. Yeah, but I mean, people come because the soup's amazing. Apparently, apparently, you can't even stand up when you eat it. So. Yeah, um, it's that good. Yeah, he can, he can, he can do that. He can do what he wants. Yeah, he's got, he's got his customers. He's yeah. good. He's solid. Yeah, yeah, he's doing well. Yeah, yeah. So, hmm. And some subplots relating to the episode included, um, like George and Elaine's disdain with Jerry mm. and uh, his latest girlfriend Sheila's overuse of pet names, mm. uh, particularly what we were saying before. Schmoopy. No, you're schmoopy. No, you're schmoopy. No, you're schmoopy. No, you're schmoopy. Okay. And what that, about that? That gets really tiring really quickly. <laughs> it does. But what about that PDA though? Isn't that just insane? Yeah, it's a bit bit too much. I don't I don't mind people showing their affections in real life, but there is a limit, I think, <laughs> where it gets gets to the point of just you know get a room, go home. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm. some people just do it. I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> Maybe we're just jealous. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I heard another Seinfeld podcast the other day, mm. and that was saying that, you know, Jerry, he's kind of like a germaphobe. Yeah. He doesn't like, you know, he, he looks down on people that kind of do those kind of, mm. you know, PDA, public space yeah. perfection. But he seems to do it willy-nilly. Like it's yeah. nothing. Do you notice that? Yeah, I think I was listening to the same podcast, mm. and it seems a bit out of character for him. Yeah. Because normally he's very... Yeah, pedantic about cleanliness yeah. and, and just those sorts of things. Yeah. But the fact that he's such a willing... And he's not doing it reluctantly. No. He's a, he's a willing participant and they're both, you know, 50-50 doing it. it yeah, it's, it's a bit out of character. But, yeah, it's interesting. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe he was in love. Maybe he was. Maybe he well, made she, an exception. I don't well, know. well, we're going to talk about Sheila a bit later, but she was a, an attractive lady. Definitely. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry dated quite a few attractive women on the show. He did. Well, characters. Definitely. He was a he was a womanizer. You know, he wasn't he wasn't a bastard, but he was definitely a you know a serial dater. <laughs> a serial dater. To put it nicely. A serial pest. A se- maybe. <laughs> not quite a pest. No. 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 I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe in some ways, but not a pest. <laughs> no, no, no. Anyways. Anyway, we're talking about the secondary George, characters. George is a pest. Oh, George. He's he's, oh. he's he's a pest. He's a lovable monster. A no. tortured soul. Definitely. If, yeah. if he was an insect, he would be some sort of... He'd be a cockroach. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's a good comparison. I'd say, I'd say so. so yeah. yeah, Someone, you despise him, but you, yeah, you don't want to kill him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. You just want to, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. He'll probably so, survive with his head chopped off, too. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think he'll be fine. He'll survive the nuclear holocaust. Oh, yeah, he'll be good. Yeah. He'll, he'll be, be walking around trying to find the nearest bathroom. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll probably already know where it is. Yeah. yeah. He wouldn't be finding it. He would already be there. It's down in Western 23rd Street. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've never been to New York, so no. I don't know the no, streets. No. And even if I have, I don't know where the bathrooms are. No, nah, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's gone from Seinfeld to bathrooms. Yes. Fantastic. But it's still relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Good start to the first ever episode. Wee. Yeah. <laughs> so George and Elaine, so one of the 
things that happen, like we were saying before, Sheila and Jerry are making out in the soup kitchen in the soup stand and the mm. soup Nazi doesn't want a bar of it. Not at all. There's no kissing. No. And so Sheila doesn't get any soup mm. and Jerry's torn between getting the soup and being with this woman. Yep. And he, he doesn't deliberate for very long. He <laughs> no. makes a very quick decision. He looks at her, looks at him, looks at her, thinks it for about, what, three seconds? Yeah. And then he says very hilariously, do I know you? <laughs> and, yeah. and she's I reckon that's the best line, one of the totally. best lines in the in the episode. Totally, it's yeah. fabulous. Yeah, it just it just sums up everything about who he is and how good the soup is. Yeah, yeah. My question is, could could someone run a soup stand like that? You know, could can the soup or any kind of food be so good that someone is willing to be humiliated, be degraded, I, you know, be talked down to just to get a piece of a piece of it? Do I, you think so? Do you think, I think so? Work? I look. I, I mean, I've put up with really bad service at a lot of places because what I'm what I'm buying or partaking in is so good that I I can overlook that. I've never been humiliated or, or made to feel really stupid in public, but I don't know. I think so. I, I mean, if you can't if you can't even stand up when you eat this soup, <laughs> I think people would be willing to put themselves through almost anything to get to get some if they can if they can if they're welcome back, which they're probably not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess so. And and most people are compliant with his with his regulations. Yeah. So, you know, if he loses a customer here or there, he doesn't care. And it's probably not a. There's probably no other soup stands like it. Exactly. It's like the only one in New York. Exactly. So he's <laughs> he's got the monopoly on the soup market of New York. Definitely. He's a he's a soup dictator. Yeah. As well as a soup Nazi. A soup Nazi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> he travels to Argentina, which I'll get into Nazis in Argentina a bit later. Yeah. We'll, we'll when touch we talk, on that. Yeah. yeah. When we delve into the soup Nazis personality. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so no. anyway, George George attempts to outdo Jerry by showing more affection towards Susan, who mm. was his fiance mm. in that episode. Yep. And it backfires as um, Susan reciprocates even more than mm. Sheila did to Jerry with the affection. So yeah. Susan's all like, oh, that's so nice, George. Yeah, he's he's proud of George. Uh, sorry, she's she, she's she. proud of George um, for, for taking a step forward, as she puts it, in their relationship uh, by being affectionate in public. But as you said, it backfires on him because, uh, yeah, it, it yeah. It, it doesn't work out. No. Yeah. Jerry, as usual, uh, is 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 the winner of their competitions yeah. without even trying. Even yeah. the contest? I think he... Didn't George beat him in the contest? No. It's revealed in the finale that George lied in the contest. Yes. Yes. Which is, which is not out of character for George. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. And it, it's funny how... Not to go too off topic, but it's funny how like they're doing it as the plane's crashing mm. in the finale. It's mm. like I made I, I rigged the contest. Yeah, that's that's, that's what? what he wants to confess, you right. know, on his on his deathbed, so yeah. to speak. That yeah. he that he that he lied. It's yeah. I don't think anyone was surprised. Yeah, I know. No, least of all us. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the more I guess this subplot kind of worked in a mm. way for me, but I don't know. It, it was interesting, though. Uh, Elaine walks past a gentleman on the street and buys his armoire, yeah. like a chest of drawers, like an old-style armoire. Yeah, I think it's a French a French word for, for cupboard or some yeah. sort of furniture. It's an antique. It's an yeah, antique. It's very yeah. desirable. And she gets it at a discount because she has a nice face. Nice face discount. Nice face From, discount. She gets a $50 discount, so... I wish yeah. Yeah. Whenever yeah. I go to a shop, they ask for $50 more. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm looking at your face and I can understand. Yeah. I'm joking. You're already so, writing the check. You're, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, You're already sending me the invoice. Here's $50. <laughs> go away yeah Just, here's a $50 leaving yeah leave me alone yeah please yeah no you're a beautiful man I oh so are you Stephen thank your you beard yes my stubble yeah your stubble oh you got the moustache thing true true yeah. true yeah. <laughs> thank you no so, yeah. so anyway it's on a Sunday and Elaine can't move the armoire in so mm. 
the superintendent of the building says you can move it in tomorrow. Mm. So pretty much she asked Kramer to look after the armoire overnight and yep. so she can bring it in. Yep. Kramer is then mugged. <laughs> and I, 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 I'm using, I'm using what, quote unquote. Yeah, you can't see what Ivan's doing right now, but yeah. he's, he's quote unquoting mugged. Yeah. By the uh, um, two flamboyant thieves who actually turn up in two more episodes. They do. Yeah, they um, do. Yeah, the Hot Tub what, and the other one. The Puerto Rican Day. Puerto Rican Day, Which that's is a right. season eight episode, I believe, or that's season right. nine. Season nine. Correct, please correct me if I'm wrong. It's season I just, nine. On, a, on, a, on a side note, we're obviously massive fans. Whoever listens to this is probably also a massive fan. If we drop a wrong piece of information, please correct us. We're happy to be corrected. We're not going to be precious about it. so yeah. And we're going to make mistakes, so it's going to happen. We'll, we'll put our details online. Yeah. So when we put this up, we'll say, here's our links, here's our, yeah, here's our details, emails, or, emails, whatever. Just just send us something. Yeah, yeah. yeah wherever you, you are around the world. If you want to add commentary or if you want to add bits and pieces, bits of trivia, yep. bits of fun information about an episode that we may, may have missed or gotten wrong or whatever, feel free to send it through. Yep. We love reading. Well, we hopefully we'll love reading that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we'll read them out on well, on air, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do yeah. a bit of a, a, a listener mail if... Um, if yeah, if yeah. if stuff comes through. Yeah. Um, just a note on the the two street toughs. Yeah. Funnily enough, the, <laughs> the guy who wrote this street toughs. <laughs> I, I, I can't say it, and and you know, that's know. that's how they're described by Kramer. I so just I guess feel so bad for Kramer because he's such so sweet. Yeah, and, you know, he's such the, an innocent. He's such innocent. He's like a little lamb, and the yeah. poor the poor guys just want the armor and nothing else. Exactly. And he's so intimidated. Imagine if they threatened Elaine. I mean, Elaine would have kicked their ass. Oh she yeah. Would, she would not have taken oh. their you know their 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 approach <laughs> Freaking out. yeah they would have they would have walked away with their tails between their legs oh yeah way. anyway just a note on the on the street toughs i thought it was interesting i don't know if it's deliberate or just a coincidence but the guy who wrote this episode um spike ferriston he actually wrote the puerto rican day ah. so the fact that he's written two out of the three episodes that the the street toughs are in um are their names a uh bob, bob and, and cedric yes bob yes. and cedric um I thought was an interesting point. I don't know if it's coincidence or if, uh, you know, if maybe they're his brain children um, and he, you know, crowbarred them into the episodes. I don't know. But the fact that they're only in three and he wrote two of them to me is, is yeah, is interesting. Just something I picked up. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And uh, just the last bit about the episode, Kramer yeah. feels bad about you know, the Armai getting stolen. Mm. <laughs> so I just laugh when he says mugged. When, yeah. when I th- see mugged, yeah. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, when I think of someone getting mugged, I think of like a... Bashing. Yeah, shootings. like the, the, the image you have in your head is like a, an old lady having a bag stolen by like some young punk. <laughs> or someone getting their rye stolen. <laughs> the marble rye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Physical contact is, is usually involved in a mugging, not, not, not just... <laughs> intimidation and then walking off with a piece of antique furniture yeah, yeah. and like i said before you're going to hear a lot of seinfeld references like you know the rye yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. i'm just going to drop them in the even if it's rye. nothing to do with the episode i'm just going to drop them in. Yeah. drop them in whenever i can yeah it's gonna be great yes <laughs> and <laughs> so this is great <laughs> so anyway the soup nazi who's actually a friend of kramer he confides yeah. in kramer mm. you know and kramer says you suffer for your soup yep and you know he, he understands the soup nazi i he, think he's the only one who does the only one who does and yeah. and he's actually he's got the, so much trust from the soup nazi he can actually mm. eat soup lying on the wall mm. in the store yeah no and one he, else has the privilege and he backs up his ejection policy too where i can't remember exactly but some guy disobeys the rules in some way and uh, he's told to leave, and then Kramer sort of gives him a nod of like, "Yep, you got to go." Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's yeah, he's uh, he's definitely comfortable in a in a place where most people aren't. Yeah, Kramer yeah. just has his way with people. He does. He's, he sort of charms his way into really weird situations that yeah. most people couldn't. Yeah, and I've always wanted to see Bob Sacamano. I've always wondered what who he is. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's always talked about off screen, but yeah, he's never never shown. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we can do an episode on, on Bob Sacamano. Maybe who he is. Yeah, yeah, we could do one. Yeah, yeah. or episodes where he's mentioned. We yeah. can just bring up Bob Sacamano and yeah, maybe have like a little fun fact about him. Yeah, say, oh yeah, Bob Sacamano. Yeah, yeah, we. I'm sure we could build an episode around someone who's only mentioned. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, we could. Yeah, could we'll be consider done. it. So anyway, the Soup Nazi unknowingly knowing that it's not Elaine gives the armoire to Elaine. So mm. Kramer lets Elaine have it. Elaine's very happy. She mm. says, thank you. Goes to the soup Nazi stand, mm. thanks him, but the soup Nazi's angry, doesn't realise it was Elaine that wanted it. Yep. So he goes, that's it, you're banned forever. You're and, never coming back. And if, he, if he'd known it was her that was getting the armoire, he would have taken a hatchet and smashed it to a million pieces. Yeah, in his thick Middle Eastern yeah, accent. And yeah, and he, he rages that line. He doesn't yeah. just say it. He, he rages it, it yeah. hard. Yeah, yes. he's, he's very, very, very annoyed that she ended up with the armoire. He does. Yeah. And eventually um, Jerry and Sheila break up, which yep. surprisingly... You don't see the breakup on screen, no, which I find there's interesting. there's nothing that leads up to it either. It's just a case of we're not seeing each other yeah, anymore. pretty much. That's yeah. it. I don't know. Maybe, then, he, maybe he ended up choosing soup over her. Maybe. Maybe he thought about it some more. And the soup was just too good. It was. Too good. Yeah. yeah. And George and Susan. Well, Susan's so affectionate towards George yeah. that uh, George can't stand it. Yeah. And uh, I mentioned before that, that Jerry wins, you know, that yep. sort of competition. Um, and the fact that he doesn't have to put up with, uh, you know, sickly affection anymore. And George does because he's 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 set that up with um, with Susan. I forgot her name there for a sec. Um, <laughs> uh, the one who licked too many envelopes. Indeed, yes. Well, I'm sure we'll mention that at some point too. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and then I, I guess Elaine wins in the end. Yeah, because she, she goes she up to the soup over, Nazi. Yeah, because because the recipes of the soup Nazi are in the armoire. Yeah, and she. Says I'm going to put you out of business, Soup Nazi. Yeah, she yeah. the the way she the way she she walks in there, and the way that it's filmed too. If you've seen the episode, um, which I'm sure you have, is 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 really well filmed. The fact that someone is in front of her ordering, and then I think uh, the Soup Nazi tells that person to leave, and then that person leaves, and Elaine is revealed <laughs> behind that person. She's just casually, you know, Got her, her elbow sort of just looking at him, knowing that you know she's looking very smug and satisfied, knowing that she's going to one up this you know, horrible person who's humiliated her yeah. in front of lots of people. And uh, she walks up to, I think she walks up to the counter. Yeah. Yeah. And she goes, what does he say? Um, you think you're going to get soup? And he's like, I can make my, she's like, I, I can, can make, make my own soup. soup. I've got you. these. Yeah. And just drops and all the like, recipes on the on the counter. Yeah. She she shakes them and then, or she starts reading the ep- the recipe yeah, for yeah, wild right. mushrooms. She's like five, five. Uh, portobello mushrooms. Five, yeah. Five <laughs> kilos portobello mushrooms, half a couple of olive oil, yeah. three pounds celery, um, yeah, and then he realizes that he's he's done, he's ruined. So yeah, yeah. And what's that, what's that soup that begins with M? I'm trying Mulligan, to find it. Mulligatani. Right Mulligatani. And An Indian she's like soup. Mulligat- yeah, Indian yeah. soup. Pepper. It means pepper water. Does in it? Hindi. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Found that out. Yeah, yeah Mulligatani. And then the soup nuts is like not the Mulligatani. Yeah, that's that's obviously <laughs> the most precious soup to him. Yeah. yeah, which made me think maybe he's got some connection to India, but I, I don't think so. Who knows? Not maybe not culturally. Yeah. But. Don't know. And then in the end, Newman's running. This is like post-credits or during the credits. Newman's running yeah. in a panic. Mm. And I think it's Jerry. Runs into Jerry or Kramer. Yeah. And he says, what's going on? And Newman goes, oh, the soup Nazi. He's shutting up shop and moving back to Argentina. And he's giving away all his soup. Yeah, I'm going to go home and get a big pot. And yeah. then Jerry considers for a second. Again, with the soup, he's not he's not taking a long time to consider no. his options. It's it's two seconds of thoughts. And then he makes a dash. And then, yeah, the, he's and like, then yeah. And then he, yeah, then he runs for it. And then the episode ends. So. And the episode ends. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Right there. Yep. So that's a basic synopsis of the yeah, Soup Nazi. Indeed. So, yeah. And other side characters who do make an appearance uh, include Newman, of course. Newman yep. has a 
a big, like, reasonable role. He's probably the most prominent secondary character, I'd say. Yeah, but yeah. would you consider Newman secondary, though? I mean... Well, he's not he, part of the main cast. No, I guess he would be secondary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you but, can't, you can't mm. put him as part of the main cast, so I guess he defaults to secondary. Yeah. But he's, he's somewhere between the main cast and secondary. Yeah. yeah, we will do an analysis on Newman one day. Yeah, probably not this episode, but no. maybe a more maybe a more prominent episode where yeah. he's really involved. I guess when we get through some of the more obscure, um, you know, one episode or two episode characters, we'll 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 touch on Newman for sure in yeah. a bit more detail. But Absolutely. he'll come up. He's a he's you know he's he's undeniably important in, in Seinfeld. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pivotal. Yeah. And other characters include uh, Jerry's comedian rival, Banya. Mm. So, you know, there's a reference to the soup, you know, yeah. when Banya and Jerry go to dinner one yep. episode. Yes, there is. And then he goes, well, let's go have soup. Yeah. yeah. I think it's worth mentioning as well that um, uh, this is not the only uh, episode where the soup Nazi uh, appears. He appears in the final episode. Yeah, that's right. He that's does. when you find out his actual name. In this episode, his, his actual name is not mentioned. No. Um, but his actual name is Yev Kasim. Yes, yeah. which sounds Middle Eastern. Some possibly some... Turkey, yeah, maybe that I, area, I, Middle I, East. I don't know. My my, yeah, my ability to, to, to figure that out is, is not very good. So. If, you, if you're a listener called Yev or yep. Yev Kasim, let us know. Yeah, Love if you know it. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Contacts. Or if you know a Yev. Yeah, that'd yeah. be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And the other character, well, there was Banya, mm. you know, mm. the mm. rival to Jerry. Mm. Oh, this soup's the best, Jerry, the best. Yes. They call him the soup Nazi. Shh, you can't say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's and he like, tries to cut in line. And Jerry's yeah. like, you can. He'll kill one yeah. seven. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. He's willing to make an exception. Yeah. Because he knows that he'll, uh, he'll ruin his chances. Yes. Yeah. And there's also the building superintendent for Elaine's building. Yeah, yeah, actually. He actually well, makes a couple of appearances. He does. And very briefly, he doesn't have a speaking role. But when uh, when when George and, and Susan and Jerry and Sheila are trying to outkiss each other in the diner, mm. the, 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 um, the, the, the diner owner, the, the African-American man, the, yes. the really intimidating guy, mm-hmm. he's in the background and you see him starting to walk up to obviously put a stop to their overkissing and then the scene cuts. So... I think he he deserves a mention as well because he's yeah. he's visually in the episode. Yeah, he's there. Oh, he's there, and yeah. also the waitresses that look around and they're like, mm. "That's true. That's yeah. true." Yeah. They're even all- even if you want to go even more like minor, mm. even the character where Elaine goes to apologise to the soup Nazi and he goes, "Ooh," Abanya says, "Bandy gets his soup," mm. and then. The guy, the African-American man, it's like the guy goes to Banya, oh, is he in a good mood? And mm. Banya goes, I think, no, he goes, how, how is he today? Yeah. I think he's in a good mood. Yep, yep. And then Elaine's in front. Yep. And then Elaine gets banned and then he's angry and then yep. there's that he's man scared. and he's all like, scared. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Him. Yep. Yeah. So we'll give him mention. I don't know his name. Yeah. We'll just call him Soup Customer Number Four. Yeah. The, the guy yeah. behind Elaine in the line. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what his actual credit is. I'm sure he's got a credit somewhere. But Probably. I can't be bothered finding it. No. All not, right. That's not the point of this. <laughs> You're listening to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character, a Seinfeld podcast about the secondary and minor characters who made the show memorable. Yes. The unsung heroes. Yes. yes. And when we come back, we're going to talk about and do an analysis of the Soup Nazi himself. Yes. We're going to delve deep into the Soup Nazi's uh, personality. We're going to build maybe a bit of a world around him, a bit of backstory. Um, yeah, we'll see how we go. Let's Should do be it. fun. Yeah. Indeed. And this is, but I don't want to be a secondary character. The but I don't want to be a secondary character. You want to be a secondary character, Stephen. Okay. 
<laughs> and you're with Ivan and Stephen. Hey. And yeah, and this is a weekly Seinfeld podcast where we talk about the minor and secondary characters of our beloved show, Seinfeld, one of our most beloved shows. Yes. Yes. And today it's about the soup Nazi. Mm, yeah. Yev Kassim. Yeah, Yev Kassim. Yeah, played by Larry Thomas. Yes. He's the actor, American actor, mm. who he was actually nominated for an Emmy for the most outstanding guest actor really in a comedy series episode. in 1996 wow for this yeah. episode yeah he didn't win do you know no. who won that year oh might have a quick look yeah i might have a check yeah while uh while ivan's checking that uh I, I thought it was interesting to note that this was actually based i think we mentioned it a bit earlier but it's based on a real real uh, real life person and um after after the episode aired and it became really famous really quickly the uh, about three or four weeks later i think seinfeld larry david the writer um spike ferriston who i've mentioned and some of the other staff members went into the real life uh uh soup restaurant and the owner recognized jerry straight away yeah um and uh, I, th- I think i read somewhere that he did a triple take and uh jerry he he, he went off on some sort of tyrannical <laughs> abuse uh you know towards jerry saying yeah. that he's ruined his life and he doesn't like how he was portrayed and whatnot <laughs> um and apparently jerry gave a very sarcastic insincere apology and uh what i thought was a fun like you know art sort of imi- well, life imitating art moment was that uh the the real life i can't remember his name the the real life guy actually said to jerry no soup for you and he told him to leave, and, and he left. And he left, and he literally said, "No soup." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh he God. became he became very meta. He, he became he became you know what he what he hated, which yeah. I which I think just works on so many levels in so many ways. It's great. I'm surprised Larry Thomas, like, because Larry Thomas himself, who the actual actor, mm. um, you know, he's been in a few other things. He did a, a cameo appearance in Scrums. He actually yeah. played himself. That's right. And one of the characters tries to make him say "No soup for you." Yeah, like the whole episode. Yeah, he was actually I think. He was in Austin Powers as well. Yeah, he played the blackjack dealer That's in right. uh, the first one. And yep. he also, yeah, he guest starred as himself in the Scrubs episode, My Self-Examination. Mm. Uh, he also, what else did he do? He was in Not Another B Movie, uh, Spaced Out, and he was that. in the award-winning Paranormal Activity spoof, Paranormal Calamity. I never saw that one. No, those no. movies are generally pretty bad. Yeah, what, yeah. One other piece of soup Nazi... Uh, pop culture i guess you'd say yeah fun fact uh there was a computer hacker in the mid noughties mm. that went under the handle of soup nazi and he actually holds the record i guess you call it record well he he i think he stole up to 130 million credit card numbers Ooh. and he was arrested with a couple of million dollars worth of cash living in some nondescript house in miami um and he was active for about four or five years and uh yeah he went under the handle soup nazi which i thought was yeah thought was funny imagine how much malagatani you could buy with that oh totally my god you get yeah. vats of it totally yeah <laughs> and or you can just wait until someone drives him out of business and get it for free oh that's still having millions of dollars so <laughs> i'll get my wait. i'll get my pot <laughs> yeah that's, do, that's a really new, large pot yeah newman yeah. style yeah, yeah, my yeah, pot. yeah but with all that money you could probably buy a big pot yeah <laughs> as i mentioned larry thomas was nominated for a primetime emmy award for an outstanding guest actor in a comedy mm. uh in 1996 so the other nominees for this one was Griffin Dunn for Frasier, Mandy Patinkin for the Larry Sanders Show, mm-hmm. Harris Yulin for Frasier. Mm. Um, but the winner was Tim Conway in the show Coach. I'm not familiar with that one. Okay. Uh, he played Kenny Montague. Right. So if you watched Coach, 
yeah, he beat the Super Nazi. The Super Nazi is probably one of those ones where I think the Super Nazi was popular when it came out. Yeah. But I think over time it's become more popular. Totally. You know, it's it's needed a bit more time to really yeah, you know, it, really it resonate a, with the Seinfeld. It viewers. had an instant impact, but yeah. it's it's yeah, it's grown slowly and organically over yeah. time for sure. And Larry Thomas, he's still doing. I saw he's doing a Pepsi Max commercial, or he was doing it last year. Yep. Yeah, so he was in that, and I think he's done a couple of like parodies of the Super Nazi. Oh. There was I think a Super Bowl commercial he did uh, for one of the car companies in the US. Okay. A couple uh, probably five years, ten years ago, where he mm. was with Jerry. Oh. And he kind of revived the Super Nazi character. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Uh, if, if, if you've got a link, I'm sure you've seen it before, but yeah, I'll find the link and I'll yeah, send uh, I'll it through. It yeah, I'll send it through. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. So anyway, some more facts before we do get into the Super Nazi characters. Mm-hmm. A few more, you know, facts about him himself. Mm. Um, he actually began selling autographed photographs of himself. <laughs> in 2006 right uh, glaring at the camera in a chef's garb with the handwritten notation no soup for you right man I'm stunned that he isn't more popular than he actually is you know yeah. sometimes people just play that one role mm. where they were born to play the role yeah and then they're just so good and everyone like everyone will remember him as the soup Nazi mm. no matter what even yeah. people who don't watch Seinfeld much or even vaguely watch it yeah. they know the soup Nazi yeah they, they see him and they're like yeah yeah is, yeah. is instantly memorable. Mm. Yeah, totally. Um, I don't know. Maybe it just didn't want to overdo it. Mm. You know, maybe it just wanted to be tasteful about how much he exploited the popularity of the character, which is admirable. Mm. You know, you don't want to, you know, overdo something and get people, uh, you know, sick of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. No, you don't. Mm. But then again, I guess, you know, everyone's starting to become... To focus about ret- on retro stuff, you know, retro yeah. games, consoles, and mm. shows, and we're really trying to rekindle our youth and our young adulthoods. And, mm. you know, people like Soup Nazi come up, and you—I guess you never tire of them. Yeah, that's mm. why we're doing this podcast. Yeah, that's why <laughs> to re- rekindle and also break new ground by talking about the secondary characters. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. which haven't been yeah. done before. Honor the past and try and delve into the future a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Nice dichotomy. Indeed. Yep. And in 2011, Larry Thomas appeared dressed as the Soup Nazi at a New York Mets game. And New York Mets are a baseball team mm. in the United States. In New York, so there's, obviously. Yeah, of course. There's the Mets and then there's the Yankees. Mm. I think one's major league and one's minor league. I think they're both major. Are they? Yeah. Okay. Mm. I don't know much about baseball. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they got two teams. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you're from America, correct mm. me if I'm wrong. Mm. Um, and he gave DVDs to fans who correctly answered trivia questions. Okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And in 2012, he again appeared as the Soup Nazi while touring the United States with a Seinfeld food truck, what? allowing fans to pose with him and signing photographs. Huh. There you go. Very cool. Yeah. Very generous with his time. Yeah. So he's uh, he's done pretty well. And just yeah. looking at his IMDb page, you know, some credits, mm. but, you know, he's, he's more known as the Soup Nazi. Definitely. He's also been in that movie Postal. You know, the video game, which became a movie. I know the video game. I yeah. never saw the movie. Crap movie. Okay. Crap. Most 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 uh, movie adaptations of video games are pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this one was one of the worst. Right. <laughs> In a whole sea full of crap, that was right. like a huge log okay. <laughs> to emphasize. And Larry Thomas was born as Larry Tomashoff. Okay. Yeah. Mm. There you go. Sounds like a showbiz name. Yeah. Larry Tomashoff. No, no. Larry Thomas does. Larry Thomas. You know, Sounds like a late night talk show. It does actually. Host, you know, like late nights with Larry Thomas. Coming up, late nights with Larry Thomas. Or coming up on CNN. This is analysis with Larry Thomas. Yes, political analysis. Yeah. Yeah, with Larry Thomas. Yeah, that sounds like a very, you know, serious name. I could take that name seriously. What's Trump done today? Find um, out on CNN. Let's not talk about him. <laughs> I'm sure we all have our opinions. Yes, we do. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> 
So the soup Nazi man himself. Yeah. So to really delve into this man, mm. he his personality, I if because in this podcast we like to hypothesize mm. characters. That's you the know, point of it. You you might yeah you might agree with us. You might think oh that's a bit off or, yeah. or maybe there's something better mm. if you have an opinion let us know yeah you know if you disagree if you think we're insane yeah. if you think that we're geniuses you don't need to let us know that we know yeah that. we so already know we're geniuses so it's fine just <laughs> but, but still let i us didn't know. mean geniuses but well you know <laughs> insane geniuses is there much of a delineation yeah. i don't think so well beethoven was insane and a genius exactly so. most most geniuses are you know they operate on some level of insanity yeah but if you want to let us know either way please send us through any sort of feedback good or bad we're happy to read it yeah and we're happy to hear it yeah. so. now the soup nazi from what i can surmise from him you know he has a very i was saying before he has a very militant organized way mm. of customers entering his store mm. you know getting soup mm. i'm guessing he's possibly from a military background yeah i think that's fair one would say like yeah. he perhaps served in the army or maybe mm. he was involved in a civil war yeah of every, some sort everything maybe the gulf war that's He's from the Middle East. Maybe he was affected somehow. Maybe he was either a, a I don't civilian think, or a soldier. I don't think it would be the Gulf War because no. the episode aired in 95. And, and the, the Gulf, Gulf War was, was in, in uh, 89, I think, to 91. Yeah. and he's been, But he's been in America for more than that time. You think I he's think. been in America for long? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Definitely. Mm. Mm. Okay. But I don't know. Maybe maybe the, the Afghani Russian conflict of the of the seventies and, and eighties. Possibly. You know, he was a, a lot of a lot of yeah. Afghani refugees, you know, left Afghanistan. So, you know, he could be one of them. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Bit but, of a thing. Yeah. But he it, yeah, I think it's fair to say, just judging on not only how he acts and his processes of ordering, but even the superficial stuff like uh, you know, if if you look at if you pause the episode and look at how orderly the restaurant is you know, he's got a very neat haircut. Mm-hmm. Everything is just immaculate. impeccable. Exactly. Mm. So, yeah, I think maybe a strict upbringing, but most likely, I think some sort of military background. And the fact that he's communicates in hard, you know, hard direct um, sentences. You know, that's very militaristic as well. You know, you don't have a conversation with your superior officer. You're you're given directives. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, mm. so there's definitely that aspect, you mm. know, and and he's applied his directives and what he's learned, yeah, to the customers. Yeah, I mean, you know, regardless of what you think of the military or or you know, if you're a pacifist or whatever, you know, they're a well-oiled machine. They work. They they run very efficiently. So maybe he thought he could apply those same rules and principles and ideas to it to a restaurant. Yeah, you know, not only to himself but to his customers. But he seemed to have won the people over so much that people are actually willing to abide by his rules. Totally. To yeah. Him. And as we said before, I'd, I'd I'd put up with a strict ordering process and minimal conversation and someone who's a bit bit eccentric, as as uh, you know, Kramer Kramer puts it, for for soup that's apparently that good. Well, that's like a lot, like in Australia anyway, I can't speak for other countries, but a lot of like Chinese restaurants, mm. you know, Vietnamese restaurants, sometimes you go somewhere where the food's really good and mm. it's cheap, mm. but you don't expect first class service. No. You know, no. you go in, you know, the waiter, waitress comes, they kind of put up with you, mm. just give you the menu. Yeah. Oh, yeah, then one, two, three, you know, you pick whatever. Yeah. They just serve it to you, mm. maybe a rye smile, if any at all. Exactly. You know, but you know the food's good. You know it's cheap, or you know it's reasonably priced. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure the soups. If you look at the the sign in the thing, I think a large soup was like three ninety nine. I actually did the the conversion as well. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah, did you did you adjust for inflation? I did. Oh, there you and go. And to Australian dollars. Hey. So uh, if you pause again, I did a lot of pausing. I like looking at background things. 
1995, at the Soup Nazis restaurant, a large soup, which is 32 ounces, which is just under a liter for all of you uh, metric system using people, i.e. non-Americans. Australia. 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 Uh, a large soup was $3.99, which is American, which adjusted for inflation would be $6.43. That's, am- that's a great price. It is. For a liter. And, and if you do the, uh, the, the currency conversion to, to Australian dollars, would be about $9.50 for a large, for one liter of amazing soup. That's, that's pretty damn good. <laughs> These days you spend like eight bucks and you get like a little soup and a piece of bread. Exactly. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and the soup's probably not even, the soup's probably from a can. Yeah. Um, Let's put, put it in a bowl. Exactly. <laughs> Heat it up. Good old microwaves. Ooh, um, tinny. Exactly. Mm. Um, and a medium, which is funnily uh, is 16 ounces, half the size, is is two ninety nine. So in terms of value for money, you're better off paying the extra dollar, the $19.95, and getting twice as much soup, um, which equates to about, uh, I believe, about $3.30 back then. Uh, sorry, what am I talking about? <laughs> about $4.80. Um, in American dollars yeah. these days, which is about seven bucks Australian. And if you're George and you want bread, three dollars. Yeah, three Yeah, only for George though. <laughs> yeah, but only if you ask once, it'd be two dollars. But yeah. yeah, the more you ask, obviously it goes up by increments of a dollar. That's why you shut up when you order the bread. Yeah, when, when you just get the bread, that's it. Yeah, if you don't get the bread, you just you deal with it. Yeah, get half of Jerry's bread. Bread is bread. You want the soup. The soup is what you want, not the bread. Otherwise, bring a celiac to the soup stand. Exactly. You can't eat bread. Yep. And be like, I love your bread. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Yeah. Just Laughing. in case. Yeah. Yep. Good. Yep. <laughs> or just don't be a jerk and get your bread. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Don't be George. No, don't be George. The moral of the story is don't be George. <laughs> don't be, just generally, just uh, don't be yeah, George. And that's going to be like our moral during the whole series. We, yeah. we got we our, for me, George is my favourite character. Definitely. I love George. Mm. I think he's so screwed up. Yeah. It's so laugh but he's lovable at the same time. Yeah, he is. You you he's, he's got such a dichotomy. He he's yeah, he's a horrible person, but you feel a lot of empathy and sympathy for him. <laughs> yeah. It's just you know. Yeah. Yep. It's crazy. Mm. Good old Georgie. Jason Alexander. Yep. I hope he's listening. How yeah. you doing, Jason? Good. Jerry? Jerry Seinfeld's coming to Australia soon. Really? Yeah, he's coming. Uh, he's doing stand-up, I think, in July, August. Okay. I'm not a fan of his stand-up. Yeah. I find it a bit boring. I like I like the snippets at the start and the end of episodes, but yeah. I couldn't watch an hour or two of it. I, yeah. What's the deal with airplane food? No, what's the deal with fans? <laughs> they don't keep you cool. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Steven Seinfeld. Totally. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'm a Seinfeld impersonator. You are. Yeah. <laughs> You just need look like that mullet and totally. white sneakers. Yeah, and a puffy, puffy shirt. Puffy shirt. Yeah. But I don't want to be a pirate. But I don't want to be a stand-up comedian. Uh, but this show is, but I don't want to be a secondary character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the Soup Nazi, I think as well, Stephen, just going into his marital status, mm. I think... Because I read somewhere that, you know, the lady who takes George's soup and bread mm. when he refuses, when he asks yeah, about the price. Yeah, hands, hands the money back. And a lot of people think that that's his wife. But I think she's a bit young. Could be maybe a niece or yeah. a daughter, it's perhaps. Hard to, maybe like a younger family member or a maybe. family friend. I don't know. I, I don't I, know I, I've right? never thought about whether they have a relation. I just think... I don't know. I just think she knows what to do yeah. when someone's ejected. That's it. It's, you know, it's tight. It's She's just probably done it 99 times before. Exactly. During the day. Yeah. 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 Probably just in the last hour yeah. before George turned up. Just, just did like five of them. Just exactly. Like the old switcheroo. Yep. Done. Yeah. Without so, even blinking. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I've, I've got a lot to say about his marital status. I, I figured I was thinking about this and I thought... I don't think he's married because I don't think, unless it was an arranged marriage or someone mm. with very low self-esteem, I don't think anyone would be 
I don't think anyone would put up with him. I don't think he's he's softer in his private life. I think I think that's you know who he is to the public to his customers is him. That's his authentic self. But then again, you have to consider like. Even though he didn't know it was Elaine, mm. he had enough empathy yeah. to listen to Kramer's story and give yeah. away his armor, which he wasn't using. It was in his basement at the time, yeah. but he gave it to someone. I mean, yeah. at least he has a little bit of empathy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He might he's have not, someone who he's not appreciates cold, him, but, nah, but not fully. Yeah, I don't think. Mm. But I think it takes someone like Kramer to bring out that empathy. I don't think it's a natural state. It, it requires you know coaxing out of him through through a bit of a sob yeah. story, maybe. Okay, but I figured uh, he was married. Well, yeah, I think I think he was. I think he, to be honest, I think he lost the love of his life, and I think he's brokenhearted, completely. His his heart is shattered. Um, If you think about it, he's he he kicks George out for less than what Elaine and uh, and Sheila do. So he he originally only tells Sheila and and Jerry off for kissing, but he doesn't kick them out. He just says they need to stop kissing. Uh, Elaine comes up. She bangs on the uh, on the counter, which is you know in a place like that, as clean as that and as orderly as that, is just a big no no. She's very blasé. She compares him to uh to Al Pacino. To, to Al Pacino. Yeah, and that's Hoo-ah. that's his breaking point. So she 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 you know she has three or four, I guess mishaps before he kicks her out. So I think the fact that she's a woman, she's a beautiful woman. Uh, and also Sheila is a woman. I think he's got a soft spot for women based on the fact that he probably maybe had his heart broken by yeah. a woman. He's he's much more harsh with men. George only argues about bread, which is a reasonable position. You know, <laughs> he, he, he wasn't being he wasn't being a jerk. No, no, no. I mean, he's he being was, reasonable. Yeah, like he, he was merely pointing out that he didn't get bread. Straight away, he's out. You know, I'm sure... I, I think he's got a soft spot towards women. I think he's still in love with someone who broke his heart. Maybe... Maybe he had to come to him. I've done that in my personal life. I've moved cities to get away from from bad relationships or yeah. bad bad breakups. Maybe he moved to America to to escape, you know, to escape heartbreak. And, you know, he's not over it. it that, it'll be with him forever. That's a very valid point. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. He has a soft spot for women. He does. Yeah, and, yeah. And, I, I, yeah that, that makes sense, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but obviously that's got a limit because, you know, Elaine pushes him to a point where he just you know regardless of of who she is or or her gender or whatever he just doesn't want a bar of her yeah you know, he yeah but elaine has that kind of personality which yeah she's very she great. can bring she can bring you know the anger and the mm. animal out of anyone yeah you know i thought it was interesting as well i think this is one of the only times that elaine has truly been put in her place and she only gets revenge she only you know beats him by pure luck, by the fact that she finds the recipes, like Elaine, no one, no one messes with Elaine. I mean, she's she's physically, you know, she she push in this episode, she pushes Kramer out the door. Yeah, when uh, when 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 she finds out that he's uh, that she's going to get a new armoire, and uh, you know, Jerry tries to stop her from going down to the soup Nazi, uh, the, the 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 restaurant with recipes. And she threatens to hurt him. Yeah. And he doesn't go down. So yeah. she doesn't take shit from anyone. No, she doesn't. But the soup Nazi puts her in a place. And I think that just, you know, she's not used to that. So, mm. yeah. Do you think that highlights another aspect of the soup Nazi's personality? Mm. You reckon he's a bit complacent? Like, you know, he says, I'll give you the armoire. Mm. But he doesn't realize his secret recipes are in there. Yeah. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that, like, if I was one of those people who had something like that, if mm. I was Colonel Sanders, mm. right, yeah, and I had, protect. like, the 11 secret herbs and spices, yeah. I wouldn't just nonchalantly leave them in, an, like, a random cupboard. Yeah, if I then, had something that valuable. Yeah, I'd that, lock that it up. Yeah. That'd you, be in a safe. Put, exactly. You wouldn't just leave it in a drawer. 
I put it in a Swiss bank account, you totally. know, I'd, I'd, I'd put it away yeah. so no one can touch it. Yeah, you'd want them accessible though in case you forgot. Oh yeah, but yeah. in an armoire, in a basement? Yeah, that you just give away freely based on a, you know, a secondhand sob yeah. story. You think you, you know, you think you would have thought, hang on, something's in there. I don't, yeah. <laughs> something's in there. Hmm, I wonder what it is. Oh, yeah. it's my whole business. Whoops. Maybe he's focused so much on running his shop that he just forgot. Perhaps, you know, maybe, well, Kramer does mention that he does suffer for his soup. He does. So he puts a lot of blood, sweat and tears. Yeah. Not literally in the yeah, soup. Yeah, hopefully metaphorically. Metaphorically. That, maybe I mean. that's why it tastes so good. Maybe it's got, <laughs> maybe it's got sweat in it. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah, this doesn't need extra salt. Oh. It's got literal sweat. I was going to have some jambalaya. <laughs> so, Not anymore. No. Nah. Maybe a crab bisque. Oh, no, no. That's no. going in the bin. Oh, okay. Thanks, Stephen. Mm, sweaty. <laughs> Stop. Don't order in summer. <laughs> Especially in, in Australia. Yeah, New York summers are pretty humid, so yeah. you wouldn't want to order in summer a soup what about a cold soup do you have cold soup you ever had yeah like i've cold had cold soup? soups what's that like um it's good i've had gazpacho in like spain gazpacho. um yeah it's 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 like cold watery tomato sauce it's it's good yeah and i've eaten soup cold like that i've had i've made it hot and i just couldn't be bothered heating it up and it's delicious cold <laughs> yeah yeah it tastes the same it's like cold chicken or pizza or whatever it just oh. you know yeah it, yeah it's, it's still edible yeah it's fine yeah it's still the same thing it's just not hot yeah, it's fine. But soup is a very, um, very personal food. Mm. You know, very intimate. It's like you've got the bowl mm. and you just you sit there and you enjoy it. Yeah, you know, you just have little bits. Yeah, it's a slow. You know, it's pretty hard to just mung out on soup. You can't just, you know, unless you drink it, unless you're living on your own and you sit around in your underwear all day and you don't care and uh, there's more soup on your underpants than in your stomach. That's not me, by the way. Uh, no, no, it's not me either. <laughs> you know, just. You know, just just reinforcing that that single guy cliche. Yeah. Um, yeah. Soup, soup is a very yeah. It is an intimate food. I've never thought of it like yeah. that. But yeah, it's just you know you're on your own or you you've yeah. got a bowl to yourself. Yeah. You know, it's like when George asks Jerry for a bite. Mm. You know, Jerry just gives him a little bit. Yeah. He's yeah. Like, he's, he's very reluctant to to give away any soup. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he loves the soup more and more than Sheila, his woman. Yeah. I think he loves it more than anything. Yeah. Especially George. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Jeez. Hmm. But I bet you if the soup was like in the bathroom or say someone left a bowl of soup. Imagine if, he, if someone mm. left a bowl of the soup, Nazi soup in like the bathroom near the mm. toilet. Yep. Jerry wouldn't eat it. Yeah. Do you reckon he'd eat it or not? Because he's, he's a germaphobe. Maybe in that episode he would have because he, you know, like we said, he's he was out of character with his PDA. Yeah. So maybe in that episode he would have. Maybe he was a lot more relaxed. Maybe Sheila was a, maybe she was a therapist and she, you know, she helped him with, with his germaphobia a bit. Maybe she relaxed was. a bit more. Maybe she was. And let's get into Sheila. Because, mm. you know, with the soup Nazi, so overall we can say with the soup Nazi, mm. you know, he's come from like, I guess, a war-torn background or yeah. some kind of militant background. You know, he has a soft spot for women, mm. hence what you were saying about Elaine mm, mm. and Sheila before. Mm. And he can be a bit complacent. Yeah. You know, he yeah. might, he's so he's so absorbed in his business, so absorbed in his soup yep. that he forgets little yeah. things like that. He does. And he could perhaps be either not married in a very tumultuous marriage yeah. or widowed. Maybe. Yeah. He's, I think he's had his heart broken in some way. He's, he has, he's, yeah, he's, he's had his heart he's, broken. Yeah. He's in so. deep, deep, deep pain. And he wants to channel that pain through soup. Yep. That's why, you know, he literally bleeds for it. He suffers him. for it. He does. He does. Um, one thing before we get into Sheila, I just wanted to mention, I pondered the question, how does, you know, Kramer does incredible things. He's such a he's such a goofy idiot, but he gets himself into these amazing situations and just winds up just on top of, just in incredible situations with incredible yep. people. Yep. How, I want to know how did he, 
how did he end up in such a you know like friendly situation with the soup nazi like how do you think that would have happened something tells me Mm. that the soup nazi was having some trouble in the store okay perhaps there was an unruly customer Mm. i think it would have been because the soup nazi he just generalizes everyone and everyone has to follow his rules Mm. i can hypothesize that might have been either a disgruntled customer unruly customer maybe a robbery maybe he was getting robbed. Mm. I don't know. It could have been something. Yeah. And maybe Kramer was there to save him. Okay. So maybe Kramer did something. Maybe yeah. if he was getting robbed, he might have apprehended the bur- the the robber. Yeah. Uh, he could have. There was a disgruntled customer. Maybe he kind of was in the line and Put he kind of helped line. him out. Yeah. Or maybe he tried attacking the soup Nazi and Kramer helped him out. Mm. You know, Kramer was one of those guys who just jumps into anything. Yeah. He, perhaps he did something to save the soup Nazi. Mm. Perhaps even save his life. Yeah. Maybe... The soup Nazi was walking down the street mm. and he was about to get hit by a car. Yeah. And then Kramer pushed him. I don't know. Yeah, Kramer maybe, saved him or... Yeah, maybe he's got some sort of, you know, life debt or life, you know, some sort yeah. of deep gratitude towards something. Towards Kramer, yeah. Because mm. you don't yeah. earn that trust from the soup Nazi. No, that you have to do something miraculous. Yeah. And I don't think it's something you can build up over time. It's yeah. either something you have or you don't. Or you don't. You know, I don't think the soup Nazi would let you build up a friendship over time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a good point. I and, never thought of that. Yeah. And one more point about the soup Nazi. Um, mm. it's, they say in the end that Newman says that he's off to Argentina. Mm. You know, because obviously the, have, Elaine releasing the soup recipes has put him out of business. Yep. A reference to that, after World War II, the Nazis fled. Mm. So after they lost the war, they fled to Argentina. They did. So it's a reference to Nazism. Soup Nazi. Yeah. You know and, I mean? um, and it was a safe haven for thousands of former Nazi party members. Yeah. Uh, party members and the SS soldiers. I think Argentina was aligned with the Nazis during the war. Yeah. And they, they remained, you know, sympathetic towards them after the war. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how the Falkland Wars began as well. Mm. The Fal- well, the Falkland Wars was fought between Argentina and the United Kingdom. Right. Over some British territories. And there were some Nazi sympathizers okay. uh, involved. Hmm. It's very, they, very Yeah. And they kind of make... Uh, make a joke out of that in the simpsons where they come to australia and uh bart is phoning random places to to test out lisa's theory and uh about he, the toilet seat uh the toilet water yeah going the coriolis effect yeah um which doesn't actually work in toilets it only works in large bodies of water right if you if you wanted to know um and he she, he, he calls argentina and you see someone who was obviously adolf hitler walking to his Mercedes-Benz, trying to answer his car phone, and uh, someone on the street addresses him, I think, as Mein Fuhrer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which is, you know, maybe distasteful, but, you know, it's a, it's a fun and obvious reference to, to, uh, to, to the Nazis and, and the conspiracy theory that Hitler, um, you know, wasn't killed by the, by the Allies. Yeah, and he fled to Argentina. Yeah, so or there he you didn't go. commit suicide, yeah. I should say. Yeah. So there you go. So that's the reference. That's... What when you know it's very clever when Newman Newman says, "Oh, he went to Argentina because mm, mm, mm. Nazis went to Argentina exactly. after stuff went down. Yeah, and they fled exactly. So yeah, that's yeah. where the Nazi reference comes in. Yeah, actually, one thing I did want to mention as well about the soup Nazi. Yeah, why does he hate that guy speaking in Spanish when um when the guy says, I think he says chili crab, por favor. Yeah, por favor, and, por favor, and uh, and he says por favor. And he goes, oh, yeah, sorry, I speak a bit of uh, I'm Spanish. Part, I'm part Spanish. And, yeah, I'm part Adios, Spanish. Muchachos. Adios, muchachos. Why, what's he got against Spanish? Or? He's probably prejudiced. Mm. He might have a bit of prejudice. True. Might be racist. That's true. Hmm. Mm. Could Don't be I? something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, think, do you think maybe the guy assumed he was Spanish because he has 
you know, olive skin and he's got darker hair and he looks potentially from... from Argentina. Yeah. Maybe he thought that, you know... In Argentina, they speak Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. Do they? Yeah. It's okay. the only I always country, get mixed up between Portuguese and Spanish from, no, from South America. In South America, they all speak Spanish. The only country that doesn't is Brazil. They oh. speak Portuguese. Oh, there you go. Thank there you. you. Go. So that's probably the reference. Yeah. Maybe. Don't know. Yeah. Either way, he hates Spanish people amongst the many other amongst things. Amongst many other people. He yeah. hates people. Yeah, I think he does. So that's the soup Nazi. Yeah. 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 You have Kazim. Yeah. Interesting fella. Yes. Moving on to Sheila. Yeah. Which is Jerry's episode girlfriend, yes. I like to call her. I don't her. think she makes any other appearances or is even mentioned again. No, no. never again. No, thank God. No. That one episode's enough. I one think. episode, I think so. Yeah. But as I was saying earlier, I mean, well, actually, you know what? Let's go to a break mm-hmm. and then we'll come back and we'll talk about Sheila. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk yeah. about Sheila and the Street Tufts. My favorite. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Cool. Good. So we're talking about the soup Nazi today on our Seinfeld podcast, but I don't want to be a secondary character. But I don't want to be a secondary character. But I don't want to be a secondary character. We're talking about the soup Nazi, season seven, episode six yes. of Seinfeld, our yep, beloved show. Mm. So we're going to talk about Sheila now. So this is Jerry's girlfriend in the episode. And unlike the other girlfriends that Jerry's had, I feel like with this one, Jerry's really let himself go. In, yeah. Like emotionally, mm. you know, Jerry, even when he's had girlfriends, he still felt a bit like he doesn't want to compromise too much. He still wants to keep his kind of yeah tendencies. Whereas I feel with this one, he kind of lets go. He does. Sheila he, really takes a hold of him. He does. There's something special about it. They don't really talk about it or explore it in the episode. And there's nothing that, that jumps out to make her memorable as a character, um, you know, to make, to make you try and understand why Jerry would be so... Uh, out of touch with him, with his normal self, but yeah, there's something about her. Yeah, don't know what it is. Yeah, mm. and uh, Sheila, she was played by Alexandra Wentworth. She's mm. an actress, comedian, author, and producer, mm. and she's married to a. I think he's um, the ABC News chief correspondent and former political advisor to the Clinton administration, mm. uh, George Stephanopoulos. Okay. Yeah. 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 Then they met on a blind date in April of 2001, and they were engaged two months later and married on November 20 the same year. They didn't mess around. Nah. Oh, well, when you know, you know. That's it. And they have two daughters. So okay. there you go. She's been in. Um, Alexandra's been in uh, Felicity. She's been in Office Space. She played a character. Really? Yeah. And uh, the Love Bug TV series. Okay. Uh, Jerry Maguire. She mm. played. She was in a minor. Uh, minor role. Find and out she was what also, she played in Office Space. I love that movie. Yeah. She played Anne. And she's probably one of the workers. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And she was in uh, the, the show In Living Colour okay. in 1991. She was yeah. in 27 episodes. Great, great TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah with the Wayne brothers, even Jim Carrey. Mm, that's how he got well. his start. That's, that's right, yeah. yeah. She was in 27 episodes. Huh. Yeah. Have to try and find those. Yeah, yeah, check them out. Apparently she did impersonations of like Hillary Clinton and okay. a few other celebrities at the time. Right. So, uh, yeah. Okay. yeah, she's very well, very talented. Cool. So that's what she did. Mm. That was her, and uh, yeah, she's she's done pretty well. Yeah, I'm just trying to think why why Jerry would be so out of out of his normal sort of self based on her. I mean, mm. I don't know. Maybe do you think maybe maybe he was faking it and he just it just came across as genuine? I don't, I don't know. know. Or do you think it was genuine? I think it was. I think it was genuine because mm. for me, I think Jerry's the kind of guy where if 
his girlfriend hugged him and schmoopied him. Mm. As soon as she left, mm. Jerry would have said something. True. Jerry would have said to Georgia Elaine, oh, yeah. God, why would I have to put up with this? Yeah, he or, doesn't. Oh, this is terrible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or he'd, yeah. or he'd distance himself. He'd do something. Yeah, but he doesn't know? do any of that, does he? He's, no, he, he just he, gives in to her. Yeah, and he acts really normally when, when – um, and he's really, really offended when, when George calls him out on it and, uh, you know, and says, you, you're making all of us sick with all your schmoopy schmoopy stuff he's hmm. he's uh you know he he doesn't expect it so he, he's not even aware of what he's doing and how it makes other people feel yeah so, yeah. yeah he's definitely she's definitely got a hold on him what if she's a psychologist maybe well we mentioned that before maybe hmm. maybe yeah maybe maybe she's a therapist and she's helped yeah. him you know feel a bit more comfortable too comfortable too comfortable but not enough to for the soup he prefers still prefers soup over Sheila. Yeah, food food pretty much wins over everything for most people, you know? <laughs> especially the soup Nazis. Definitely, yeah. Oh yep. boy, mm. yeah. So, yeah, she definitely has a hold on him, and yeah, it's one of the few girlfriends, if if any at all, where I don't know. Jerry's just lost control. He has. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. that's yeah. There you go. Yeah. Everyone acts, you know, a bit weird sometimes. Yeah. And do you notice as well? You know, the first time they break up, when mm. Jerry pretends he doesn't know her mm. in the soup stand. Yeah. You notice how the the breakups off off screen the second time? Yeah, you don't actually. You know, usually you see the breakup. Like, yeah, there's no the, no address. Like the episode with, with Terry Hatcher's character, yeah. the actress. Yep. And you know, Elaine wasn't sure if her boobs are real or fake. Yeah. You know, and then yep. she says at the end, she walks out and goes, "They're real yeah. and, and they're, they're spectacular." Spectacular. You know, yes. there's none of that. No. For this character. It's just I find that really interesting how there's no on screen breakup. Maybe she broke up with him. Oh, yeah, but that would have been mm. on the screen. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I reckon there should have been something, maybe if they went back to the soup stand like a second time or something. Yeah, yeah and, and then he, something and he did came it again. Up, and he did it again or yeah. something. It probably wouldn't have been as funny, but maybe something would have come up. Yeah, don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I, reckon, I reckon our original point is, is potentially what happened where he thought about it and he's like, no, I'm going to get back to the soup stand. Yeah. Maybe he went back in secret and she found out and then she, she dumped him. Because she oh, felt betrayed. Maybe, yeah. He went back. Yeah, I was walking. You know, maybe, maybe he said he wouldn't go back. You know, she <laughs> she made him promise that he wouldn't go back, but it just got the better of him, and he did, and she found out. And know. he comes out with two large crab bisques. Yeah, and he maybe, goes, maybe she caught him. Maybe it was one of those scenes where you know he came out and uh, she was walking past, and it's not know. what it looks like, honey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can explain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> two bowl, two bowls of soup yeah, under his yeah, arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, that was it. He chose. I think he chose right. Oh, well, I'm sure. I'm, mm. I'm sure she had her qualities as well. Yeah. Does she make an episode, in the, uh, an appearance in the finale? Let me have a look. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, either. have a look. I'm not sure about that one. No, only one episode. No, she's not in the finale. Because mm. a couple of Jerry's girlfriends make an appearance in the finale. Yes. But no, not, not Sheila, no. 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 Mm. no. Who, makes, who makes an appearance? Terry Hatcher. Does she? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, Soup Nazi makes an appearance. Yes. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah. Oh, the old, I think the old lady who had the rice stolen. Yes. No, Which, I'm saying who who out of Jerry's girlfriends make an appearance. Oh, uh, well, like I said, Terry Hatcher. Yeah, yeah. Gee, I, I have no idea. Mm, Can no. you let us know? Shoot us an email or leave us a Facebook post. Yeah, yeah tell we're us. Curious. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're huge fans, but we can't re- memorize every single thing. No. 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 We've got to, you know, memorize jobs and life and stuff too. Yeah. Maybe. Plus this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot to remember. A lot to remember. And a lot to forget. <laughs> my coming lucky last, I guess, lucky for me, my favorite secondary characters, probably top three out of every Seinfeld secondary characters. And uh, I hope they get a, I think they'll get their own episode eventually because they make, 
They make a few appearances and they're uh, worth sorry, the Sorry, who, who do? The Street Toffs. Oh, the stri- oh yes. Yeah. Bob and Cedric, Bob yeah. Bob and Cedric. You're not wearing your ribbon. Are you talking to me? I, you I must think, be talking to me. I think he's talking to me. Yeah, that. sorry about my really bad Spanish <laughs> accent there. Um, you need to add the lisp yeah. in there as well. Are you talking to me? I think you are talking to me. Actually sounds good. Yeah, oh, yeah thanks. I'm impressed yeah. with that. Yeah, maybe I should be an impersonator. Yeah. Um, so they've been in a couple of episodes, Bob yeah, and Cedric. So this is their first appearance, I yes, think. Yes, that's yeah. right. And funnily enough, mm. yeah, like you were saying before, the episodes which Bob and Cedric are involved in were written by the same writer as the Soup Nazi. Yeah, the the Puerto Rican day. And the Hot Tub. Really? With the AIDS ribbon. Really? Same guy? Yeah, same guy. They must be, I don't know, they must be, um, you know, pets of his or something because must be. that's, that's a weird coincidence. Let that's too just, much of a coincidence. I'm just going to pull up some information about them. But yeah. Yeah. So what do you think about Bob and Cedric? Obviously, you'd think that they're a, a I think, couple. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, you know, it's not suggested that they're gay. It's 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 known, you know, in, in, in the Seinfeld world that they're, they're gay and they're probably together. And I think, you know, New York in the 80s and 90s, especially mm-hmm. for any sort of minority. So, you know, um, Bob is is obviously a, a, an ethnic minority as well as a, a, a you know, he's a he's a homosexual man. Yes. So he's probably had to put up with a lot of crap from a lot of assholes. He sure has. So he probably, you know, he probably deliberately, uh, you know, puts on a tough exterior in reaction to that. Um you know, and he's probably sick of having his dignity taken away. Yeah. Um, so he decides to, to, you know, sort of put it back on, on the world who's who's treated him like crap. Yeah. And he takes what he wants, including armoires <laughs> off the street. Armoires <laughs> and people who don't wear AIDS ribbons. Exactly. So the episodes, they're actually, so there's the soup Nazi. Yep. Uh, about where he, they steal the armoire. Mm. Um, they attack Kramer for not wearing an AIDS walk ribbon in the sponge. Mm. It's the sponge. Mm. And they attack him again when he accidentally sets fire to a Puerto Rican flag. Yes. That was quite controversial in the yeah, Puerto Rican Yeah, day. it was actually, I think some of it, uh, that part was cut out when it was originally aired yep. due to a, a, a protest or a By the Puerto backlash. Rican community. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Fair enough, too. Yep. I mean... Yeah. yeah. And one fun fact, the mm. character of Cedric, he was credited as Cedric in The Sponge, but actually in the Soup Nazi episode, he's known as Ray. Oh. So it's actually Bob and Ray oh, in The Soup go. Nazi. So Bob Bob is the, are you talking to me? Uh, or is that Cedric? I think it might I be, know. I think it might be, I think the you're talking to me might be Cedric. Okay. And Bob is the... the, his, the, his, the his sidekick. His sidekick. Yeah. Or his, his lover. Yeah. 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 So, so he's known when, as Ray in the Soup Nazi. Yeah, so later on in the episode, Jerry and uh, Kramer are walking down the street and they run into them. And I think they're looking at something. I don't know what they're looking at, maybe clothing or some sort of jewellery. They're window shopping. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're sort of having a, you know, a, 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 um, you know, I guess you'd call it an argument or just an affectionate disagreement about whether the blue, something something in blue would look good on them. Mm. Um, and uh, well, what do you what do you think of this? What do you think of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it looks better in the blue. Some, <laughs> I think, something, yeah, something, something like something that. Lines yeah, like yeah. yeah. Um, again, correct us if we're wrong, please, <laughs> please, please do so. Um, and and Kramer and Jerry uh, try to confront them, and yeah. initially they they they're in shock. And they, Kramer Kramer points them out. Yeah, Kramer's like, "That's them." Yeah, and, and Jerry, like, Jerry wants to get a cop, but but Kramer don't call the cops. Yeah, there's no cops around, so they they want to confront them and. Yeah, it doesn't really. It's not very fruitful for them. They don't yeah. get their armoire back, and they both run off like yeah. They, they do that. They do that classic look at each other, make yeah. the same decision, and then run off like in the cartoons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that, I don't know why they're some of my favorite secondary characters. I just think they're hilarious. I think the fact that you know, I, I think it's just the case of you know an oppressed group of people sort of not being oppressed, and even though they're jerks and they steal stuff off the street, yeah. 
I don't know. I just like that. They're almost like caricatures in a way. Yeah, they like, are. You know, like you've got like the real flamboyant Latin Latino, you know, gay man. And yeah. you've got like his kind of more subdued, mm. you know, mm. Caucasian husband or partner yeah you know who's more who's still tough but more subdued and then you've yeah. got like you like the extrovert and then the introvert oh, mm. i know they just seem very caricature yeah that's true yeah yeah they, yeah yeah but mm. you know they, they really they, they give the show a good impact but the thing that gets me is why would someone steal an armoire <laughs> it's pretty beautiful actually it's, um, it's pretty what do you mean pretty beautiful larry david actually said that um they he he when he wrote the the secondary the B story of of Elaine having her armoire stolen, yeah, he knew it had to be stolen off the street. I think. Oh, yes, and I he actually he actually said in an interview maybe or he wrote somewhere that yeah. um, only a gay only gay men would steal an armoire. So that's <laughs> so I think I think he'd planned for it to be stolen, but then he thought no one would you know no sort of I, I hate I hate stereotypes and I hate cliches, but no you know, heterosexual person would steal an armoire because that goes against the yeah. stereotype. So only a gay person would. Mm. So I think I think the fact that they were gay came after as part of their characters came after the fact of of of, of, the, of the idea yeah. of an armoire being stolen to justify according to stereotypes who would steal an armoire. Yeah. And to and, and to go back to your point as well, yeah. if these if if Ray mm. and Bob, if mm. at the time, mm. if they happen to be like real tough straight characters i reckon yeah. it would have added a bit of a like a menace to the scene yeah you know it wouldn't have been funny yeah because there, there was, was already enough menace in the episode with the soup nazi they yeah. kind of needed to balance it out balance a bit it with, out and make it a bit comical you know make yeah, it a bit light rather even than serious yeah yeah but uh, it turns out that there was actually a uh, part in the script which they cut out mm. where ray threatened to pull a gun on kramer really saying i have a gun wow but they thought that was too dark yeah they thought no we better not pull that out yeah i mean so, yeah. seinfeld doesn't really deal with guns no so that that would have been a bit of a crime yeah. yeah so they thought no let's cut that out yeah yeah which yeah that's a fair call mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah but it just makes it a bit funnier you know because kramer's mm. you know as nice and uh, nice guy as he is he's still a bit he's a bit scared he's yeah like a scaredy he's, cat yeah he is yeah he's um he's very confident but yeah. he's he's easily flustered <laughs> you know there's there's not he's, he's yeah yeah but seriously like it, it, george would probably lie his way out of it you know, I can he imagine try and he, talk his way out. He of talks, it. you know, yeah. if Ray and, if Ray and Bob came up to him, they'd yeah. be like, George would be like, "Oh, this isn't my armoire," or yeah, yeah. or you know, he'd make up a story. Yeah, Elaine would stand her ground. Yeah, Jerry. I don't, I don't think if Elaine was guarding her own armoire, 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 they wouldn't like, come out alive. No, they, they, <laughs> yeah, they, they wouldn't have gotten away with it. No, sure. no way. Yeah, no way. They would have tried it on, and then they would have, no. they would have retreated very quickly. What about Jerry? I reckon Jerry would have done a. Cra- I mean, he runs away with Kramer. Yeah, he does. You know, he 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 shows what he would do. You know, they well, he the probably would have like looked and sneered at them as they took the armor. You know, he'd just kind of go like, Ugh. actually, I just don't think he would care. He'd go, yeah, whatever, take huh? it. Not much phases Jerry. No, not really. You know, yeah. So I I just think he'd go, okay, whatever. <laughs> That's I life. Think, I don't think he'd care. Such a nihilistic nihilistic uh, sense of life. Definitely. Well, the whole show is just... It's nihilism. Like it's, it's television nihilism. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. It's a show about nothing. <laughs> about, you know, about the emptiness and meaninglessness of life. Yeah. If, you know, if you subscribe to that philosophy. Yeah. 
And this podcast is about the flamboyant, well, not flamboyant, but the memorable secondary characters. Indeed. As well. Yeah. So yeah. any other notes? <laughs> no, I think that's it. I think I think I've covered everything about all the secondary characters. I think we have. Yeah. I think we've done pretty well. Definitely. Yeah, first episode, pretty yeah. wrapped, and uh, I'm glad we could do the Soup Nazi for the first one. Indeed. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I hope you enjoyed listening to Ivan and I talking and, and hypothesizing and building some bits and pieces around, you know, some less talked about characters. Yeah. Um, if you have any ideas or feedback or, or suggestions or corrections or whatever, again, please send them through. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we have a Facebook page. We will have a Twitter account. Yep. Um, we'll have an Instagram. We'll have a WordPress. We'll have an email. We're going to put all that up. Yeah, yeah. So um, we'll put it in the show notes as well. Yep. We'll um, you know, and we'll we'll put a we'll put a summary in the show notes as well. So, yeah, yeah. And if you want any other future episodes, like if there's an episode mm. with a real notable minor or secondary character mm. you want mm. us to mm. dissect, let us know. Maybe yeah. that might be a future future one. Yeah, I think I think we should have a, a running list of characters we should consider. Um, you know, based on our own ideas and other suggestions as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, cool. Good. Good. My name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. Yeah. And that was, but I don't want to be a secondary character. But I don't want to be a secondary character. Yeah. Thanks again for listening. <laughs> Thank you so much. You can get us on iTunes, also on Facebook, Twitter, WordPress. Yep. We're going to have it all up. Yep. Google Play, all the usual ones. Yep. Yeah. You can find it. Yep. Awesome. Thanks. Excellent. Thanks. We'll see you next week. Catch ya. Bye. <laughs>